You're listening to Dance Tips Daily. I'm Danny Albertina, and this is the podcast where I read to you, with the author's permission, articles, blogs, and excerpts that inspire growth within your dance journey. As a dancer, choreographer, and educator myself, I'm passionate about curating information that helps you become a more well-rounded and grounded creative. This is the daily routine to help you reach your dance dreams. If you're ready to spend a little time getting a little better each day, let's dance in. This is episode number 426 featuring Shannon Dooling Dances. Three frighteningly fun Halloween dance games. It's October 31st, 2021, and we have a strategizing Sunday tip for you here at Dance Tips Daily. Whether you're teaching dance classes today, maybe having a Halloween party of your own, or celebrating with close friends and family, today's blog gives you great insights for how to make the most of this special holiday. If you're a teacher who's already completed your Halloween dance lessons for the week, I definitely recommend you saving this episode so you're able to revisit and have fun exercises for next year's Halloween. That being said, let's dance on into Shannon's fun blog. Full disclosure, even though fall is my favorite season, I'm not the biggest fan of Halloween. I hate horror movies and all things that go bump in the night. But I do know that my dance students eat it up, and over time, I've learned to lean into their love for the holiday. I've even started spookifying my classes in October. In part by using fun Halloween dance games that keep students learning through play, Incorporating some Halloween dance games into your classes can be the perfect way to help students channel their trick-or-treat energy and even fend off some of the burnout that can start to emerge later in the season. If you follow my blog, you know I love a good seasonal dance activity. Improvisation, games, and creative exercises all provide fun ways to help students develop greater creativity, self-expression, collaboration skills, and performance quality while also developing a deeper understanding of their dance technique. Tying these games and activities to the season add a celebratory nature to class and helps students connect what they are doing in dance with what they are experiencing in their lives outside of the studio. These three Halloween dance games can be easily adapted for students of all ages, skill levels, and most dance genres, but are designed with dancers ages 7 and up in mind. After all, students of all ages learn through play. Moreover, play can be a great way to improve students' social and emotional health, not only in the wake of COVID-19 pandemic, but also as they start to feel distracted by tricks, treats, and all the spooky things. Here are three of my favorite Halloween dance games to help you celebrate spooky season with your students. Funny and Functional Bones. The primary objective of this activity is to help students explore and better understand the skeletal system. At an age-appropriate level, use an inexpensive decorative skeleton to show what the bones of the skeleton system look like. Students should be encouraged to find these bones in their own bodies by pointing or moving the area where each can be found. Direct the students to explore through discussion and in movement how bones connect at the joints. Point out that it is the joints, not the individual bones themselves, that allow our bodies to move. Teach the students about the different kinds of joints, how each one moves, where they are found in the body, 
Use guided improvisation to help students discover the range of movement at each joint. The ball and socket joints of the shoulders and hips. The hinge joints of the elbows, knees, fingers, and toes. The pivot joint between C1 and C2. The condyloid joint. The cartilaginous joints of the spine. Explore the role of the skeletal system in balance and guide students in improvisation that shifts between balanced and off-balance movement. Discussion questions. Do you think about how your bones and joints are moving and supporting you as you dance? Why or why not? Which joints were your favorite to move? Which ones were your least favorite? Why? Was it easy or difficult to recreate the skeleton shape? Did using the skeleton shape for your improvisation help you to make new and different movement choices? Why or why not? Monster Mashup the primary objectives of this activity are to help inspire students' creativity and to encourage them to use a range of movement qualities to bring their creative vision to life through performance. Direct the students to brainstorm words that can be used to describe monstrous creatures and write each word on an index card. Encourage them to think of words that describe the creatures themselves, such as scary, cute, mean, or spooky, as well as words that describe how they might move, such as creeping, crawling, slithering, floating, or stomping. Have the students draw a card, either individually or in teams. Direct them to improvise in a way that expresses what is written on the card or to create a short movement phrase inspired by it. Allow the other students to try and guess what the descriptive word is. Discussion questions. Did you find it easy or difficult to embody the qualities of the monster in your dancing? What kinds of movements, facial expressions, body parts, and qualities such as tempo, weight, and energy did you use to demonstrate the characteristics of your monster with the audience? How can you use what you learned through this activity and the performance of choreography for recital or competition? Bats and pumpkins. The primary objectives of this activity are to help students develop greater spatial awareness and to encourage creative expression through movement choices. This is a game in the style of, in quotes, sharks and minnows, as you might have played in gym class in elementary school. Students are divided into pumpkins and bats. The pumpkins must move slowly and on the low level as a real pumpkin might roll on the ground. The bats must move quickly and on a high level, like bats darting and swooping through the sky at night. Choose one to four pumpkins to start in the middle of the room. The other students, the bats, must cross from one side of the room to the other without being tagged by one of the pumpkins. If a bat is tagged, they become a pumpkin. The last remaining bat wins and gets to start the next game as the pumpkin. Be sure to encourage the dancers to keep moving as if they were the character and to explore a range of dance movements that meet the criteria for their character. Otherwise, the game can quickly dissolve into tag. Discussion questions. Which was your favorite character to portray as you played? Why was this your favorite? What kind of movements did you use to move like your character? How did you feel when you got tagged? How did you feel when you tagged someone else? What can you learn about handling frustration and disappointment from playing games like this? COVID-19 considerations? For in-person classes, you can consider playing in very small groups with the, in quotes, pumpkins, using a soft, washable prop such as a scarf to tag the bats. Be sure you have enough scarves that each dancer can have their own and wash before another group touches them. Whether you are the kind of person who goes all out for Halloween or the type who would never be caught in a costume, 
Using these holiday-themed activities in your class can help shake students out of their mid-semester funk and provide a fun way to explore movement concepts. Thanks so much to Ms. Shannon Dueling for giving us permission to share her insightful blog with y'all today. To learn more on her or visit her website and blog, check out the show notes below as there's hyperlinked information there. Today, I challenge us to pick one of Shannon's fun games and use one for whatever environment you're in to celebrate the holiday. Even if we're by ourselves today, the exercise such as the monster mashup is a great activity to not only flex your creative drawing muscles, but as well as your improv skills. Maybe after you've drawn your monster, you can find a song that you think relates well to that. That being said, that's your short and sweet tip for the day. I hope you enjoyed. I wish you all the best as you dance into our spooky Halloween day. And as always, happy dancing. Thanks for listening today and tune back in tomorrow for more short and sweet dance tips. If you're looking for a deeper dive, check out the bonus episodes released the first of every month where I interview those in our field who keep our industry moving and grooving. If you're looking for a little extra direction with dancing towards your dance dreams, head to our website where you can find your free goals planner or daily challenge tracker. If you like or don't like what you're hearing, please dance those fingers across your keyboard and give DTD a rating or review so we know how to best serve you. Until tomorrow, happy dancing.